Hello out there and a big welcome to all of you. Today I have a special guest, Brigitte Meyer. Uh, it's so nice to have you here and I'm so excited to hear about everything you're doing with horses. Big welcome to you. Thank you. Welcome. Yes. <laughs> and please tell us a little about your life. How how did everything begin with the horses and and all? Well, as probably all of us or most of us, you just I can't even remember when it started. I just know I always loved horses. I don't know why. <laughs> it's something that uh, <laughs> yeah from day one um I grew up in a family my dad had a um um was self-employed has a mechanic workshop and um I'm from Switzerland my dad said to us we were three girls girls we don't have the money for horses and that's something that only rich people can afford so you know I didn't grow up with horses and I didn't have the opportunity to get involved with horses. But of course, there were books around and all kind of other things. And as you go to the countryside, you see horses and you stop at every fence and you watch the horses. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I was horse crazy since I remember. And I took every opportunity that I had to read something about horses or just to watch them or pet them. You always find a horse somewhere. And, and, and you're just thinking, I, I'm I'm going to be rich. I want a horse. <laughs> no, no, I was never thinking that I'm going to be rich. I, I, I don't know. I just, um, there was, you know, when I was about, I think I was, I can't remember, maybe 12 or something. And um, there's horses um, at the farm. And I just stopped by there. And I, um, well, I was too polite to ask if I can brush the horse. So I just ask if they maybe need a helping hand somewhere else. And farm people always need helping hand. Because yeah. I know when I'm on the farm, I'm very close to that horse. Mm. <laughs> And so it got started. And of course, it didn't took long for the farmer to realize that I was horse crazy. And um, the horse belonged to his employee. And he said, well, if you want to brush the horse, you can brush it. And if you want to clean the stalls, you can clean the stall. And so I got involved with horses. Um, the first farm, they had Shetland Pony. But in Switzerland, um, it's everything a lot smaller. And the horse industry was at that time small too. And this farmer also had thoroughbred racehorses, mm -hmm. um, just one or two. And um, he had them doing on racing. And I was not really allowed to go into the expensive professional horses, but he also had Shetland ponies. Mm -hmm. And I was... Uh, very happy to be there because he um showed me how to take care of the Shetland pony and he always said it doesn't matter how big those horses or ponies are treat 
everyone, no matter how fancy they are or how simple they are, with the same respect. And that's something that um, I kept through all my life. It doesn't matter how small they are or how big. If they're a fancy thoroughbred, if they're more like a draft type horse, if they have mm -hmm. long hair, short coats, um, be respectful to all of them. Yeah. No matter, you know, how they look and also treat them all the same way. You know, he was teaching me how to lead the horse. And he said, just because it's a small Shetland pony, you lead them the same way as a big horse. Mm -hmm. And you pick the hoof the same way. And sometimes that's, I miss that from people because people look, maybe if they have a warm blood, they look at somebody who has um, an Icelandic pony different because the Icelandic pony maybe have this long hair and doesn't look as fancy. So yeah, I was very thankful for all those advices that he gave to me at that time. And, and also, uh, when you say you treat the horse, if it's a Shetland pony or a bigger horse the same way, that's a very good thing because people often, when it's a Shetland pony, they don't have the same respect. Oh, it's just a, a little one. It's it's not <laughs> that fancy, but you have to lead them in the same way and, and respect them because a Shetland pony can also... <laughs> run away with you <laughs> you don't yeah, have a cool. chance if it's yes. not if it's not uh, probably led yeah that's true mm. yeah so i um um took care of that pony for um a few years and then i moved on and uh went to another um farm and they had um a swiss mountain horse it's um it used to be a light draft horse and it's been um more developed to um kind of like a warm blood horse because you know people like to be you know more in the common discipline and i was riding those horses for quite a while and um we have those local riding clubs and the swiss mountain horse I would say Switzerland has um, warm bloods and they have the Swiss mountain horses. And those two um, parties, as I would say, are different. You know, mm -hmm. people with Swiss mountain horses, they um, used to not linger around with the warm blood horses because that's another class. Mm -hmm. And so they have in the local club, the um, riding lesson for the Swiss mountain horses and the other one for the warm blood and at that time as I was riding a horse for um, a lady um, and I asked her if I can go and start having riding lessons and she goes well you can but I don't have a trailer and I'm working I can't drive you um, to the riding club and I was like well your horse has four legs I just go and ride there and it was over an hour to get there yeah but I thought that's my chance to have a riding lesson because before 
I was reading books and books and books and I took the books and I stayed on the horse and I tried it out and I watched what happens and you know sometimes it worked sometimes it didn't work <laughs> back home and I was reading the book again or I was reading another book and I went back to try it and that's that's how I you know learned I I was reading everything yeah. every everything about horses it didn't matter what it was and yeah, so I decided, okay, I'm going to do that. I took my bicycle. I had to the barn about 40 minutes with the bicycle. I made the horse ready and I was riding an hour to the riding ring. And we uh, were 12 teenager with Swiss mountain horses. And we had an instructor who used to um, teach the military because early on you know the military has the riding instruction that they use their horses yeah and um he was at that time about 70 years old and i really enjoyed that he um he had a very good way with all those teenage kids and those horses and beginners of being very disciplined mm -hmm. but he also had a good way teaching and the first thing he said to us is um whatever i tell you don't take it personally it's not about you as a person i give you advice how you can develop yourself as a rider and that's something that now in the last few years becomes more and more important because as I'm helping other people, I notice that a lot of people take things very, very personally and they get emotion. Mm -hmm. And emotion on horses <laughs> leads to a whole different thing. And it's not about me correcting the person on an on a emotional level about the person himself. I try to help the person to have a communication with the horse. Mm -hmm. And it needs a little bit of distance. <laughs> and I always remember that because, you know, sometimes he had to tell you 100,000 times the same thing. Yes. And then, you know, I was thinking, oh, I will never learn it. Maybe I'm just too stupid. Mm -hmm. And then I remember, no, don't take it personally. It has nothing to do with the, with the person I am. It has just the timing of it, the aids are not right, or, you know, I'm just not there yet. Mm. And that was just very good. It was always in the winter. I did it for two years. Um, and we were, of course, really, really fit after the winter. I mean, just going to the riding lesson, and now we're there, then a 45-minute lesson, and now we're back home. We yeah. were very much in shape. And the second winter, he said to me, well, See, my um, little niece will take my horse to the riding lesson. She lives about 40 minutes from here. And of course, since he was in the military, um, horses been ridden everywhere. He said to me, she's too young to go with the horse, ride by herself through the town. You go and pick her up. And I'm like, oh my God, that's another 40 minutes. <laughs> but I did it. 
<laughs> because <laughs> I want to continue the writing lesson. So having being able to have a writing lesson meant for me to really put a lot of effort in there. Yeah. And it was fantastic. I mean, I learned so much. And the best of all was for me that I developed a feel for the horse. And that was the first time that I noticed there's so much more you can ride a horse. It's not just about all the aids and everything. It's about the connection you have. And it's, you know, it's like we were going to that place. And sometimes it was not nice in the winter to go there. No. It was not good weather, but we did that together hmm. and we went back together and somehow we bonded in a different way from that experience. I can imagine. I think it's it's very hot winter in Switzerland. Um, yes, it depends from where you come from. <laughs> I think okay. it's, you know, it's it's not so hard. While I, I was living in the United States for 10 years and I was in New England. Yeah. Winter was much, much harder. Okay. Okay. But I also don't live in the mountains. I'm I'm more like a flatlander in Switzerland. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Is there flatland in Switzerland? <laughs> yeah, very small, but there is some, yes. Okay. <laughs> I always see Switzerland like this. <laughs> I know. We have the, the mountains. The Alps, but then uh, there's always there's also like a, okay. you know, like a plain mm. flatland, yeah. So that's the beginning, and um, you know I just continue to be crazy about horses, and I took every opportunity that I got, mm. and um, so that led me into all kind of fields of equestrian sports and horses and um yeah i'm very happy that i got the the opportunity to work with so many different horses and i i did a little bit dressage some jumping some cross country and um when i was about 22 i wanted to see a little bit more of the world and I decided that um, I would like to get to know people in the world not as a au pair or going through some kind of school I would really like to work with the people and just get to know them and the daily life and I was looking what kind of exchange program I could do and I ended up in an agriculture exchange program in horse management and production and um, I couldn't choose the country I go to, but it didn't matter because I would, I wanted, I didn't matter. I would go anywhere in the world. And I ended up in the United States and I was working there with um, standard bred race horses for a while. Then I was also working with Arabian reining horses and saddle seed horses. And um, that was very interesting because I got really in touch with um, people from all over the world, professional people um, on the racetrack with, you know, 
a lot of Swedish people coming from the standard bread racing, a lot of um, horse physio and massage and all kinds of different trainings. I got involved with a lot of veterinarians. I was doing rehab. Mm -hmm. um, I started to work as a volunteer in Adopt a Racehorse when this um, association got the horses after they got retired from racing and yeah. we trained them to become a pleasure riding horses. So that was very interesting, very interesting, but also um, really tough standard bred racing horses to start retraining for a pleasure rider. I thought that was um, um, very challenging. It was easier for me to have thoroughbred racing horses to become riding horses for for um, pleasure people than the standard bred. That, but it was interesting. And that was, for me, um, a door opening to um, gated horses and from muscles and, you know, how everything moves, put a whole different aspect to riding, you know. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and then some. And, and you can imagine what you what it does for the horse as well, mm -hmm. just to to change everything. Yeah, and it happens quickly. Most of the time, it happens quickly. As you know, when they get retired, um, like over here. That's two different world clashing together. Mm. And I, I was glad that I, I was very happy to have the opportunity first to work as a groom on the racetrack mm. because I really got to know the whole racing industry. Yes. That helped me to explain pleasure people how they have to handle their horses. And um, because that's so different if you don't know the racing world and you're just pleasure riding that's mm. <laughs> that's quite a trip you know it is yeah yeah, really. yeah and so uh, along the way i brushed the western riding in the united states um of course i um have this habit to stick my nose into everything mm. especially with i know how it is <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't want to miss that either oh. and um, yeah you were born uh, curious like me <laughs> yes and yeah. it's so you know it I'm happy because it, it it gives me now I look back and um through all those experience I have kind of this wonderful gift of really easily understand the horses and help people and i can explain because i experienced myself mm. and um yeah yeah that's great <laughs> so what are you doing today today um i'm living in a small village i have um my own little stable at the moment i only have one horse that belongs to me and i have three borders I'm also involved with um, draft horses. Um, I do love draft horses and I do some agriculture work with them. 
mostly um, blogging. Um, I do some other stuff with the horses, like a little bit of plowing and mowing and things like that. And I got um, involved uh, with people from Germany because there's so much bigger there in this field than it is here in Switzerland. And I have a hard time to find people here in Switzerland to share and talk about all those things. Also, we don't really have many draft horses in Switzerland. So I, I'm often in Germany. I also um, did an education there on helping people to start their draft horses for logging or for pulling or whatever kind of work they do. Um, also for riding because, you know, it's still a horse, but it's a little bit different than maybe a lighter horse. And I also have, um, um, I call it a bed and stall. It's a bed and breakfast for people who do trail rides and they can stay overnight, um, stable their horses and um, have a lovely room to sleep in. Yes, so that's basically what I'm doing. That's fantastic. Do they ride a, a trail then and come by you or they come to you and ride back again or, or how is that working? Um, differently. Everybody oh, okay. has their own. Yeah. <laughs> I have people who um, they like to just come for three days and stay put and then do little trail rides. Uh, sometimes they discover the area by themselves. Sometimes I help them I because I know the area here and then I tell them you could go this and this way. I help them do trips. Sometimes I ride with them. If I have time, then I'm, you know, I guide them. Um, sometimes I have people that just pass by. Um, so it's... <laughs> Everybody does it a little bit different way. Mm -hmm. I also have um, a lot of people who are um, the first time doing a trail ride and they're insecure. And um, so I can help them um, when they want to come and, you know, it's, I'll do maybe first a smaller trip and then a little bit of further trip. And sometimes I get them connected to another um, stable so they can do the first overnighter <laughs> yeah. um yeah it's interesting it's it's great to um meet new people yeah and share do you, stories do you have a lot of customers um not so much it's it depends sometimes there are more and then um it, it's quiet again um it's it's different sometimes mm. it could be more people to stay overnight and then other times i just decide okay that's good i'll um uh look what else i can do you say you you live on the flatland do they have is it nearby the mountains so they can go on on trail in mountains or is it uh, what what do you have to show around you <laughs> okay it's it's not completely flat. It's not like no. the plains. It, no. It's more the Ura where it has uh, rolling hills. Mm -hmm. um, 
I have, it's a wonderful lake. It's called the Hallwillersee. It's very, very beautiful. If you visit my website, the homepage, you can see my horse looking over a sunflower field on this very lovely uh, lake, this Hallwillersee. Uh, you can go and, and do a trail ride around the lake. There's also a lot of um, little restaurants. You can go and, you know, eat lunch or just have a drink. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of castles Wow, um, that you can go and visit. Um, most of the time, it's a little bit hard if you can't tie your horse outside the castle while you go around yeah. in, inside the castle. But, you know, you can just go to the castle and see it from the outside. There's um, a tower called Esteliturm. That's a um, very large tower. You can, it's like a chimney and, this, and um, this step that goes round and round and round. And it's higher than the tree. And you have a really beautiful sight okay. over the whole... Um, area here um there's a lot of very nice little things you can do and it's not that far because sometimes i notice that if people not used to it if they go on a three hour trail ride their butt hurts and then they would like to come back <laughs> so <laughs> yes i know this you have really to do things in small doses you know? <laughs> yes. yeah that's right yeah. Yeah. So you have pillows on your chairs. Exactly. Come. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. But you also told me that you have been on the uh, on to Germany right now uh, to judge. I want you to to tell a little about that as well. Yeah. Um. You know, I was competing in um. Uh, logging with horses and then after my horses retired from that um, I got into judging the logging competition and two weeks ago there was the European Championship in Germany in logging and uh, also in plowing and I was a judge for the logging competition um, we had a little a break a couple of years otherwise it would have um, every two years is um, this um, European Championship and it was very interesting we had um, people from quite a few nations from France we had people from Denmark from Sweden from Norway from Austria from the Czech Republic and from Lithuania and um, it, it was it was great to see that all the competitioner were really, really professional and um, had really good horse handling. They were really precise with um, the obstacle they have to um, do. And the training of the horses was great. They were in really good shape. Um, and I love to see that. Mm. yes really it warms my it. heart uh, yeah. too that, yeah. that the, yeah. the horses are in, in good shape and mm -hmm. and uh, there was a lot of breeds there also yeah yeah there was a lot of breeds um mostly draft the big draft horses um was also nice to see um 
Norwegian fjord ponies mm, <laughs> or horses. Yes. Excuse me, because I kind of got switched in translation. It's a horse, it's not a pony. Um, yeah, that was that was really good to see. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's always amazing that when you see those really big draft horses and they just move like centimeters by centimeters yes. they do very little small steps and of course if you have like this log behind them which is eight meter long and you have to go through some little cones basically because you simulate the trees in the wood yeah. and you pull the log around the trees because you don't want to damage the trees that's still standing and then they're, you know, they have little cones and on top uh, a tennis ball and the tennis ball should stay off top of those. Yeah, then it needs a lot of skills and yeah. a lot of patience. Yeah. And it just, you know, sometimes if you have to pull the log to put it in balance, you have one log that's on the ground and then you have the log that is connected to the horses, you pull them on top of the other log and you move the horse forward so that the beam balances itself and that's just millimeter by millimeter and sometimes you just have to ask the horse to put a little bit more weight on their forehand just a little mm. to move that log and that's you know that's so precise and that is um it's amazing that's it's really... a fantastic connection between human and horse there because they they know they are human the horses yeah. and they know if they just do a little here and there it's it's okay yeah uh, it's fantastic to see i have been a lot in the woods as well uh, with norwegian uh, no not uh, swedish uh, horses yeah, uh, yeah. No, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what they they are called, but but it's also a draft horse. It's fantastic mm -hmm. to see when they drive in in the wood. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that was that was good, and um, I'm um, yeah, I'm excited because, of course, we we all see other things too, but I have to say that everybody who was there had a great handling of the animals and the super performance and that's so nice to see <laughs> yes and and to see that it's still alive with plowing and all these things now when you don't use the horse uh, as a farmer uh, it's fantastic that they keep going with with these kind of things i mm -hmm. think mm -hmm. Yeah, so you out there and and uh, see a lot. Yeah, that's that's true, and I I like that too because sometimes when I'm just, let's say, um, around my own barn, mm. um, I miss the exchange with other people, and sometimes I I am a person because I spent so many years abroad that um I think the world it's so great if you have people from other countries because they keep their horses differently in Switzerland everything is small you have a stable and you have a paddock and um, of course 
to the animals that are close by. And it's in the United States, it's so much bigger. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's a different handling. And I, I like to see all those 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 different people, the different ways of keeping their animals and also different breeds. And so, yeah, that's important for me. Yeah, that's fantastic. So if people wants to get in touch with you and maybe ride a trail, where can they find you? I have a website. The name of the website is Hofzenbusch. It's probably a little bit difficult for people. Yeah, please spell it. <laughs> okay, that's um, H-O-F-Z-U-M-B-U-S-C-H dot ch and it's um it's where i live actually it's the name of the area where i live because you know the local have always their little names for the region they live in yeah and and um they can if if you are occupied are there other people there they can go to or how does this work? Um, can you tell it to me once again because I couldn't understand your question. Yeah, if if you want to go to uh, uh, on a hack there in this yeah. area, mm-hmm. are you alone there, or is there other people around so they can go to you and then go to the next place? They can go to next places. Um, there's also um, certain platforms um, where you can go on the internet and, and they have a map of Switzerland where all those um, bed and stables or trail okay. ride station are um, listed. Yes. And then you can look where in which area you want to ride and you can contact the people. Um, some of the people I know, you know, I, my network is going bigger and bigger. And, and um, I always look look that I can, you know, if people tell me what they want to do or how long the trail ride should be, that I can give them tips of where they can stay overnight. Wow. So you can help them too. To exactly. Find yeah. That's great. Sometimes it's also private. If I know that there's a farmer and I know him well, then I can... Mm-hmm. Give him a phone call and say, I got two, three peoples coming by. Can we just have the horses somewhere? And that that works too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great with cooperation. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you very much for taking your time today to be here with me. It's so interesting. Uh, I'm also curious about the other countries. How is it working? And and meet people all over. It's fantastic. So thank you very much for for joining us here today. You're welcome. And thank you for having me here. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope I'll get you a lot of people there. Maybe they will come from Hungary one day. (laughs) Yes, who knows? (laughs) 
Okay, thank you very much. And thank you all of you who had listened here. And don't forget to subscribe. It means a lot to me that uh, people are coming in and invite your friends because we are all a big family, all the horse people all over the world. So thanks a lot for today and see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.